Welcome. I'm Lauren Ash, and you're listening to the Black Girl in Ohm podcast. Black Girl in Ohm exists to hold and catalyze healing within Black women around the world on their unique journeys towards wholeness. We support the necessary transformation, spiritual awakening, consciousness shifts, and intergenerational healing occurring within the diaspora. This podcast is a warm embrace, soothing realness, and conscious girl talk. Come into conversation with me and our spirit-centered guests. Let the journey begin. Hey y'all, it's Lauren here with a message on a topic that by now, those of you who have been rocking with me for years <laughs> know that is really the center of my life in many ways, and that is unconditional love. I have to say that I am excited to be recording this storytelling and this exciting announcement about a new program that I've developed for all of you on the full moon lunar eclipse in Sagittarius. I have a sun placement in Sagittarius, a Venus placement in Sagittarius. <laughs> my Saturn is in Sagittarius. And so is my Uranus. And I say this because today is a pattern setting moment. Today is a stamp. And if I allow it to be, and if especially those of us with Sagittarius placements on this day allow it to be, it can change the course of our lives forever in the direction that we claim. So it's not surprising to me that this day is divinely timed with me coming to the mic and sharing about a topic that I'm always transmuting within, right? I will get into it and I'll share a story that for some of you might be familiar, but the journey of claiming unconditional love as our center, meaning whatever life brings up, whatever directions that we are pulled on our paths, we always come back to unconditional love. We always come back to unconditional love. We always come back to unconditional love. And there is a nonlinearity to it. There are levels to it. It is not a one day I wake up and I am done <laughs> with the depths of how much I can claim this love for myself, how much I can claim this love for another, knowing that we are actually all one. There's levels to it. There's always more to release, to allow for more of love to express. I also am excited about the timing of this because of the fact that I recently moved through a very powerful integrative energy healing training. And I am more expansive than ever before. And I am also more aware of how love literally flows, energetically speaking, through and within and around me. And so to be quite transparent with you all, physically I'm feeling exhausted today. <laughs> and it has nothing to do with me not taking care of myself. I've been resting um, very well the past couple of nights after returning back home from a trip to Brooklyn. I guided a meditation, um, my first in-person guided meditation for dozens and dozens of people in this beautiful residence just outside in, in Clinton Hill. And it has more to do with the fact that energetically, there's just a lot going on. And I'm giving myself permission to take today easy, 
divinely, one of my meetings earlier got canceled, so I just laid down. And I'm here today to talk with all of you about unconditional love. We do have a new experience. Um, it'll be linked in the show notes, and you can also head to blackgirlandohm.com, click on offerings. You will find the process unconditional love there. It is four weeks of small group coaching with yours truly as your guide. I have tapped my friend and colleague, Milana Snow, to also join us and share her light and her wisdom around the power of unconditional love from an energy healing perspective. She'll be sharing with all of us. And essentially, there will be energy healing weekly, group meditation weekly. I'll provide my resources around unconditional love and support. And you'll get all of your questions around wherever you're at in your journey answered. So check out, you know, of course, and, and enroll while you can. Everything with the process, unconditional love, kicks off on the new moon in Gemini, which is on Thursday, June 10th. That'll be our first group coaching call. But I want to just take some time right now to really share some highlights on my journey around why unconditional love is my center, why I continue to be drawn deeper and deeper and more profoundly into the power that is unconditional love. So I had a very transformational moment the very, very end of 2018. Earlier in the year, in 2018, I had returned back from LA to Chicago. So I had said yes to my spirit's calling to part in a very powerful month-long yoga teacher training in LA. It changed my life. And um, that was with Get Loved Up. Shout out to Koya Webb. We'll also link her training in the show notes and it's our special link at Black Girl and O, meaning that if you do choose to sign up, if you've been considering yoga teacher training, I highly recommend Get Loved Up. It personally changed my life. It was my second yoga teacher training, and it was divinely timed for me. And when I had returned from L.A. to Chicago, I knew within my spirit that I was meant to move to L.A. In fact, when I had touched down in L.A., going home, I can't describe it any other way than that. And all year of returning back to Chicago, where at that point I had been for about five years, I felt this back and forth happening within me. And I'm sure that you know what I mean, right? Those invitations that life gives you, that the universe gives you, that for whatever reason you toy with, internally you go back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. Is it doubt? Is it fear? Is it anxiety? Is it worry? I mean, to be quite frank, I've now learned that none of that even matters. All that matters is showing up with love. And when we show up with love, anything is possible. But at that time, I wasn't there yet. <laughs> I was thinking. I was staying in the mind. I was looking at these decisions from a purely intellectual standpoint rather than deliciously surrendering to what love had in store for me. But Thankfully, <laughs> the universe is unconditionally loving, and I have a endless possibility that is always extended to me. So I had received an invitation from my friend Danielle Lyles Barton, fabulous spiritual teacher. She reached out and she said, you know, Lauren, um, my friend Carlene Graham and I are 
going to be hosting our second Sow the Seeds retreat in Bali, Indonesia. It's going to be, you know, a few days before New Year's Eve, headed right into 2019. We'd really love to have you join us as a special guest and we'll take care of the retreat cost. All you have to do is, is get yourself there, you know, get your flight to Bali and your flight back. And I said, yeah, you know, it seemed like a natural yes, right? Tropical island <laughs> with Black women and women of color. And, you know, I had known what a powerful teacher she she was and, and Carlene. And so it was a natural yes. I didn't really think that much about it, right? I had a lot of things going on, as always. <laughs> you know, I've been integrating talking about human design more lately on the show, and we're going to be getting super into this in season six, so get excited about that. But I'm a manifesting generator, y'all. I have several different things that I am constantly juggling and, and creating space for in my life, and I like it that way. So even when something big and exciting is offered to me, I'm very rarely just holding on to that one thing because I have so many places where, where my attention flows, right? So we get to the end of the year, and I was like, wait a minute, where's Indonesia? Wait a minute, Bali? And I started looking it up and I was like, dang, this is a long flight. <laughs> and I say this to say, like, I'm glad that I didn't really think too much about it sooner than the end of the year because I uh, <laughs> I was just in like a, a, a go with the flow kind of energy that was really, really important. So also towards the end of the year, you know, one of my closest friends and I were having a bit of some of some tension in our relationship, which is normal. You know, I was really at a, a place all year round where I was being invited to deepen into all of the relationships in my life to get more vulnerable what is a relationship if not a space where we can really practice what it means to unmask ourselves, to you know lead with an open heart and to practice new ways of being that aren't as um, harmful or as toxic as what some of us may have grown up with and accepted because that was the norm within our families. But when we're adults and when we've learned and when we've been given the opportunity to try a different choice, it's, it's up to us that we do that. So we had had a, a bit of tension in our relationship. And a few days before I left for Bali, you know, we, we got on the phone. My friend says this. She says, you know, Lauren, every time we get together, I've noticed this the past few times we've gotten together. You're always trying to give me something. You're always trying to do something for me. And I need you to know that I don't need you to do any of that. I actually don't need you to do anything except for love me. She was like, all I need for you to do is love me, nothing else. And in that moment, y'all, I felt like the rug had gotten pulled from under me. I didn't understand. I didn't understand what she was saying or suggesting. And I also didn't understand why I was feeling so disrupted by what she was saying. So, you know, I kind of faked a response. I was like, oh, amazing. Like, that's so sweet, right? But in my physical body, even, I was tight. <laughs> I was tense. I was like, what the entire is going on? And it felt like what I had known the center of our relationship to be or what I had thought it was, wasn't it. And I was like, subconsciously, right? I didn't consciously say this or think this, but subconsciously what was happening was I was asking, well, if me giving 
or doing is not the center of this relationship, what is? And so with that confusion, (laughs) I hopped on the flight a day or two after that conversation and flew to Bali. And thankfully, God, as always, was on the main line. And what I experienced on the flight was nothing short of, of divine timing. I had accidentally packed a book. (laughs) And the reason why I say accidentally is because this book was actually intended to be a gift for, at the time, my my then partner's mother. So I didn't plan on bringing this book with me. It just kind of accidentally made its way into my suitcase. And that book is a book that I now recommend to everybody. And it's one of the resources that are going to be exclusively offered in my new program that we have coming out on June 10th, The Process Unconditional Love. So this book is The Five Levels of Attachment, Toltec Wisdom for the Modern World by Don Miguel Ruiz Jr. We'll link to it in the show notes as well. And this book, if nothing else, the intro to the book, the foreword to the book, really, really, really hit me right on time. And I read this, not yet making a conscious connection with what my friend had spoken to me and the tension that I was feeling internally because of what she spoke to me. What she was offering me, of course, was liberation, was freedom. But I was still bound. I was still bound to notions of, I have to do for you, for you to love me. I have to give to you, for you to love me. So let me read this excerpt from the five levels of attachment, which changed my life forever. If we do happen to achieve perfection momentarily, we reward ourselves with conditional self-love. Then we use conditional self-love as our motivator to pursue this distorted idea of perfection in the future. It's a circuitous problem. I continued to struggle with this concept as I grew older. Still, my father persisted throughout the years with this message. He told me, Miguel, when you understand that you are perfect just the way you are, you will see that everything is perfect just the way it is. It's not easy to just wake up one day and say you're perfect and actually believe it. It requires desire and commitment. First, you leave behind any false ideas of perfection. You release your attachment to what you believe it means to be the perfect you. In order to learn this lesson, I needed to stop judging myself for not meeting my own expectations and accept myself for who I am at this very moment. I began at the beginning learning to love myself and giving gratitude every morning for being alive. Second, you view life through the eyes of an artist and accept everything as a work in progress, a never-ending masterpiece. Every brushstroke is perfect simply because it exists. As the paint hits the canvas, it grows and develops into what it is, even if we don't always have an outline to keep us in the lines. Whether colorful scribbles or a detailed landscape, each element of the piece is fulfilling and complete. Even as we continue to paint, changing and evolving with every stroke of life, as my father says, our life is a canvas and we are all Picassos. From an early age, it is ingrained in almost every one of us that we must achieve certain ideals or become somebody in order to be worthy of our own acceptance, of our own love. Existing within this as soon as I have this or once I do that mentality chains us to the belief that we are not free to live our lives now. Many of us are familiar with Miguel de Cervantes' great literary masterpiece, Don Quixote. 
In it, retired gentleman Alonzo Keanu moves to La Mancha and becomes so caught up in the books of chivalry that his sense of reality becomes so distorted, his identity transforms into the character of Don Quixote. He sees the world through many filters of fantasy and adventure. Whatever reality presents, Don Quixote redirects the story to fit its own expectations and beliefs. By the end, our hero is defeated and dejected, chasing after an image that forever eludes him. Like Don Quixote, we are constantly investing ourselves into the stories we want to believe. We create our own persona so that we are somebody. I spent many years trying to live up to the images I created of myself before discovering that this is who I am, no story needed. It's really me. I am perfect at this very moment, and that is all I need to enjoy my life. Once I learned this, I could change my life in any direction I saw fit at any given moment, and now had the freedom to choose. The possibilities became endless, just as they had always been. I do not make changes in my life today because I feel I must change in order to accept and love myself. I make changes to express myself and experience more of life because I already accept and love myself for who I am. This is what freedom is. The ability to enjoy and be exactly who you are without suppressing yourself in the form of judgment. From that point of view, change is different. If we try to change without first accepting who we are, we risk creating more false images of ourselves. But if we accept ourselves for who we are at this very moment, we change because we want to grow and evolve with life. Love is no longer the condition for change. It is the starting point for change. This is the new meaning of unconditional love. This is the true meaning of unconditional love. I invite you all to just take a deep breath and notice what stood out to you most from this. What stood out for me when I first read this, literally flying, ultimately a 24-hour long journey from Chicago to Bali, Indonesia, what stood out to me was the idea that I can be loved for who I am now, no ifs, ands, or buts, that I can love myself for who I am now, no ifs, ands, or buts, that any way that I am seeking to change and expand on my journey isn't because there's anything wrong with me, but it's more so because I want to evolve with life. It's not because there's anything that is in need of fixing, right? What also stood out to me is that I have endless possibilities. And those endless possibilities really start with me affirming my own worthiness of my own love and my own acceptance, and that I don't need to do a single thing more (laughs) to live a free life. So I was, you know, marinating on that, meditating on that. Finally, eventually, finally, after a long journey, made my way to Bali. And I immediately experienced another profound moment. When I was checking into the really beautiful resort where the retreat was housed, I remember telling the person who I was checking in with, you know, my friend who's already here said that you all have a really great spa. If I may, I'd like to actually set up an appointment for tomorrow. And let me zoom out for a second, y'all. I had been, you know, blessed to be invited to different retreats that were taken care of by different brands that I had worked with and other collaborators who had pulled me in. And that said, I, I was used to just kind of receiving like what they were giving me without further investing in myself. It wasn't yet normal for me to like 
you know, spend a lot of money on a massage or really to make a a large investment in myself on a mind, body, soul level. So I was already like, you know, (laughs) showing up with a greater sense of care for my body, particularly after taking such a long flight. My hope was to remedy any jet lag, right? And they tell me that they have a time available for the next day. And I say, well, that time that you have available is actually when the retreat starts, so I won't be able to do it. And they look at me and they're like, how about right now? Would you like to receive a massage right now? We have an opening. And that was really another divine invitation. I'd like for you to consider right now, what in your life have you been putting off because there's a narrative ingrained within your mind that tells you that you have to wait until X, Y, Z happens in order to give yourself that thing. Even when everything in your life (laughs) is suggesting that giving yourself that thing now will give you reprieve, will nourish you, will fill you up so that you can give from a, a full place, a full cup. And that was what that moment offered me. I had just traveled 24 hours across multiple, multiple time zones. And didn't my body, spirit, energy, mind deserve a break? And I also want to be clear, not just because of all the work and the time and the, and the travel, but didn't I just deserve it just because? And the answer is yes. So, you know, I brought my things up to the room. I saw my friend Tiffany. I said, I'm going down and get a massage right now. She said, good girl. <laughs> and I went back down. And what I experienced was, till this day, the best massage I've ever had in my life. Not just because the Balinese massages are honestly the, the best I've ever experienced in the world, but because I had said yes to giving myself what I needed. Giving myself what I needed. And I'm going to read to you a journal entry from my journal in Bali. 1229, first night in Bali. I feel alive, relaxed, grateful, blessed. An hour and a half after an amazing spa treatment, after 25 hours of travel, God knew I needed to gift myself a rejuvenated experience in the most beautiful spa. I relaxed as Rati massaged me, Balinese style. My aching muscles soaked in every movement, and I nearly dozed off several times. Preceded by a gentle foot soak with lime, lemongrass, my body released from head to toe. Then the magical bath with herbs and fruit for 15 minutes. I soaked in a granite tub in a beautiful room all my own. Thank God, grandmother, sowed the seeds in divine timing for this deeply nourishing experience. As I sip this ginger tea, listen to traditional Balinese music and the sound of a stream and crickets, I exhale. I allow myself to be held, known, and loved by myself first. I release the tendency to rush. I let go and grieve the girl who worked so hard, so quickly, and thought that doing was a must. I invite mindfulness into all I do. Wow, reading that right now really moves me because there's still levels that I'm unraveling around all of this, right? Like I said earlier, the journey of unconditional love is is nonlinear and there's always more room to grow. What happened the next morning was magical, y'all. I woke up not at all jet-lagged, traveling 25 hours and not at all jet-lagged. And in fact, I was walking around that resort with so much life that other people noticed and they were like, what is your deal? (laughs) 
And I told them, you know, I got a massage last night and it just immediately healed me of anything, uh, <laughs> of any exhaustion. But it was more than that. It was the energetic, self-loving practice of giving myself what I needed. And this is one thing that we are going to go deep into in the process, Unconditional Love, which launches on June 10th. I cannot wait. I cannot wait to come together in community with other black and brown women to affirm that we deserve to give ourselves what it is that we need. We deserve to give ourselves the clarity around what it is that we need and to be non-negotiable about it, okay? I have had a really divine encounter that happened as I was walking around the resort that morning, radiant. (laughs) Um, I also wrote this down in my journal. I remember coming off of the elevator, walking to breakfast, and I overheard this father telling his young daughter this. He said, remember, you do not have to prove yourself to be loved. You are loved just for being who you are. Literally, when he said that, I started tearing up because, as some of you all know, I've also dealt with a lot of wounds and and carried a lot of wounds and healed a lot of wounds related to my father not always loving me in the way that I deserved to be loved. And that was due to his own traumas, right? His own unreconciled grief, traumas, and pain that he carried. So when I heard this, you know, masculine embodied person really share this to his feminine embodied child, it really struck a chord for me. And I really felt it. And I and I didn't yet make the connection between that moment and the interaction that I had had with my friends a few days prior, but it was like a seed that was planted. It was another seed planted in the soil of my own capacity to love for myself and to realize what love actually meant without condition, without restriction, without rules and regulations, just love freely expressed, period. Love is my identity, love as me, love as the eternal presence that flows through and within me. So eventually that day, we all met up, all the retreat attendees, and we all took a moment to introduce ourselves and to share anything that felt present. And after I shared my name and where I was from, I just felt compelled to share that interaction that I had witnessed. And I just started crying. (laughs) The reason I laugh is because the tears were a surprise to me, okay? At that time, late 2018, headed into 2019, I was not a crier. In fact, earlier that year, my my really close friend had mentioned to me, you know, we've been friends for like five years and I've never seen you cry. And I didn't think it was strange. I'm like, why do I have to cry? (laughs) But uh, God has really softened me and allowed me to claim and, and reclaim the beautiful, cathartic release that tears can bring since then. And um, certainly this divine feminine place in the world, Bali, Indonesia, gave me so much space to soften and to be held and to be nurtured when releasing. So I started crying. I was just like, oh my God, what is happening here, right? And then Danielle and Carlene start to talk about the retreat and what to expect. And One of the things that they kept on centering was unconditional love. Now, this was a manifestation retreat, okay? This was a manifestation retreat. And what they powerfully taught us and held space for us to navigate and teach ourselves around was that you cannot create or manifest if you are 
unable to do so from a space of freedom. And guess what leads to freedom? Standing on a foundation of unconditional love. Forgiving self and others. Being non-attached deeply to the journey, to the relationships in our lives. And what unfolded the next few days was nothing short of miracle after miracle after miracle. I had tremendous breakthroughs every day. And one of those breakthroughs was the day that Carlene invited all of us to identify a moment in our lives where we can always look back to and and use as a reference point of remembering that we are unconditionally loved. And as I sat down to create a symbol of this memory for me, I realized, oh, I don't have anything to draw because I don't even have a memory that embodies that for me. I was so emotionally disturbed by the fact that every time my mind unearthed a memory of what I hoped was emblematic of unconditional love, what then quickly happened after my mind brought it up was the narrative of, oh, no, this person was only giving you love because you did this thing for them. Oh, no, that person was only giving you love because you did this or gave this to them. Moment after moment, memory after memory. And so I sat there not drawing anything on my piece of paper. Eventually, but it was a long eventually, as I was looking around at everyone else drawing their symbols, I did think of something. And it was beautifully actually with that close friend who had basically told me that all she needed from me was to love her just a few days prior to this moment. And I had a huge breakthrough. And that breakthrough was that when I was young, My parents did love me unconditionally. They still do to this day. But I, somewhere down the line in my early childhood, unconsciously was interpreting their love as because I was a good performer, right? I was deeply creative. I was really into the performing arts. My parents put me in a lot of different extracurriculars when I was super young. And so I learned or I realized in this moment of awakening that I was looking back at my early childhood and realizing that I was interpreting all of the applause, all of the praise, all of the celebrations for a job well done or a moment expressed on the stage or whatever I was doing as, oh, they're loving me, they're affirming me, they're praising me because of what I'm doing, not for who I am, not for who I am. No one ever told me, Lauren, I love you if you do this. Lauren, I love you if you get a 4.0. Lauren, I love you if you do a really great job in your recital. Lauren, I love you if you have a perfect performance. No one ever told me that. But subconsciously, I was receiving that message. And subconsciously, I continued to receive that lesson into 30s. I think I was about 30. Yeah, I was 30 and 20. I believe I was 30 and 20. 18. And I was shook to say the least, you know, when you just kind of have a huge awakening that changes how you look at life, how you look at relationships. And what ensued after that moment was and continues to be one of the greatest blessings ever because I was able to then realize wow, look at all of the love that is in abundance and available to be now. Pure love, not conditional love, 
not if you do this or if you do that, then you get to experience love. But no, it was really all these people in your life who just love you for who you are. You don't have to do a single thing for them. You don't have to give them anything. You don't have to prove anything. Wow. Like I literally felt a wave of deep, deep appreciation, gratitude, awe at so many of the relationships in my life. And I was also able to step into forgiveness for the version of me who for 30 years had thought that she was loved for what she gave to other people. I was able to step into radical forgiveness for others in my life who didn't always show me pure love in the way that I deserved and know that it wasn't about me. It wasn't about me at all. They were on their own journey. And a few days after this experience, I began to see the miraculous power of unconditional love as a means to further support my manifestation journey. And we're going to get into that more during the process, unconditional love. But what I will say is unconditional love has allowed me to attract miracles in my career, in my relationships. It has allowed me to magnetize phenomenal relationships in my life, both friendships, lovers, intimate connections of all kinds. I have been able to clarify my needs, my desires, my non-negotiables in all of my relationships, but particularly with intimate relationships. I have been able to make two cross-country moves because of my awareness and my practice of the power of unconditional love. I have moved into my dream apartment. I have moved back home. (laughs) Both would not have been possible without me centering unconditional love consciously in the process. The list goes on. And my invitation to all of you listening, if anything has resonated with you from this, is that you, just like me, are worthy and deserving of unconditional love. And it is my great pleasure to launch what are going to be my best practices, my blueprints for centering and recentering ourselves in unconditional love. So whether you're in a place right now where you're calling in for a greater capacity to hold love for and with yourself or a greater capacity to hold love for and with a partner, if you're desiring to forgive yourself or another, if you're desiring to really be able to hone your creation and manifestation powers in a bigger way than ever before, this program is really for everybody, to be honest. We're going to be exploring and centering the power of intention, spiritual ritual, meditation, kundalini, movement, storytelling, journaling. We're going to be doing this for a full moon cycle. 28 days, y'all. 28 days. I also want to say that if you're not already a member of the circle, which is our monthly membership at Black Girl at Home, 
through the process, you'll you'll be joining us for a month and you'll be invited to continue to stick it out with us and rock with us beyond the process. So thank you all so much. There's so much more that I could share, <laughs> especially as I'm looking at this journal in my hands from Bali, but I'll be sharing plenty during the process and I look forward to having so many of you with us. Lots of love. I affirm that you discover this conversation in divine time and that you'll activate any of the insights that resonated with you powerfully moving forward. Now at Black Girl and Home, we're all about gratitude. So special thanks to our audio engineer, India Jordan, for adding your magic. Khalid B for your original music. And thank you, yes you, for listening. <laughs> Y'all, Black Girl and Home is here for you. We're actively rewriting the narrative of what well-being looks like to ourselves and in our communities. To get more involved and learn more about us, head to blackgirlinohm.com and join our newsletter while you're at it. If you do, you'll get an exclusive and free download of a meditation led by yours truly for Black women and girls everywhere. Are you also deepening into your journey of wholeness and healing with us on social? Follow us at Black Girl in Ohm on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. What we're about here is real sustained impact. If you're influenced by something that you heard on our podcast and want to support, you can make a contribution today by heading to blackgirlinohm.com slash support. All right, y'all, breathe easy. 